the ACR Bulletin Podcast, the show where we examine the latest trends affecting radiology. I'm your host, Chris Hobson, and today I'm joined by Geraldine McGinty, MD, MBA, FACR. Dr. McGinty is president of the American College of Radiology and is a faculty member at Weill Cornell Medicine in New York City, where she serves in the departments of radiology and population science. Dr. McGinty, it's a pleasure to speak with you this evening. Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. Um, today, I'd like to talk to you about the new effort you're helping to lead at the ACR called the Radiology Health Equity Coalition, or HEC for short. Um, what is the purpose of the coalition? That's a great question. I think that you know, there's no doubt that we recognize a need for greater health equity. There are, however, really unique opportunities in radiology to, to, to drive more equitable health care. And what we wanted to do at the ACR was really convene all of the voices, all of the groups in radiology to look for the very best opportunities and to be as expansive as possible, hence the coalition. Absolutely. Well, how did the idea for the, the coalition develop? I guess, what problems were you trying to solve specifically? Well, look, I, I think as we look at the disparate impact of COVID on communities of color, as we look at the um, really, you know, the long overdue reckoning with the impacts of injustice and racism in our healthcare delivery system. I think many of us, and I will put myself into this into this category, had a real epiphany about what we needed to do as a radiology community and where there were opportunities for us to 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 make a difference. Um, I think that perhaps we can think about health equity as something that our primary care colleagues or our public health colleagues should take on. But for me as a breast imager, really taking on board the fact that breast cancer outcomes are significantly worse in black women, our neuroradiology colleagues looking at differential access to the latest stroke treatment and, and, and outcomes that are different depending on the color of your skin, where you live. There are so many examples. So I think it was a realization that no, this is our lane. Mm. Very interesting. And I should note right up front that the coalition is still developing. So it's not something that's done and we're going to release it. It's just something that's it's in the planning stages right now. So I want to make sure that's that's clear. Um, and to that end, do you have an idea, uh, maybe mid to long range, when the coalition will be up and running and operational? Or again, is it something where we're in the very early stages? Well, let's just say that there's a ton of work going on across the profession, across our societies, whether it's the work that our patient and family centered care or Commission on Women and Diversity are doing here at the ACR, um, whether it's the work that our, our colleagues at the SIR are doing, looking at what we call IR deserts, where there's just simply not access to IR. There are health there's health equity work that we're doing in collaboration with the ASNR through our Commission on Neuroradiology. There's, so, there's a lot going on. So what we're looking to do is, is really come together. Dr. Rawson likes to talk about asset mapping. I love that term. Who's doing what already so we don't duplicate, but where do we have opportunities to, to, to catalyze each other's effort? Um, I was wondering if you might drill, drill in down just for a minute on uh, lung cancer screening, which uh, has, has been a lot in the news lately. Uh, I just know uh, that a JAMA Oncology article that came out actually a couple of years ago now, but it's still very relevant, uh, found that African-Americans have a higher baseline risk of developing lung cancer than their white counterparts. Uh, and I didn't know if that was something that this coalition is, is looking to focus on, and if so, how? Well, I think if you think about the ways in which 
radiology and the professional radiology can impact population health. It is through our imaging screening programs. And I'm, I'm really thrilled that you brought up lung cancer. As you know, it's something that I worked on when I was uh, chair of the Commission on Economics. We were able to convince Medicare to cover lung cancer screening. But you know, six years later, we know we're only screening probably only about 10% of the eligible patients. And that's, that disparity is specifically pronounced in communities of color. And as you say, they are at higher risk. I think we've already started to, to, to make a difference. Getting to that 10% has required a lot of work. And we've got a terrific coalition working across commissions within the ACR. Um, we've also funded research. Dr. Ashley Prosper at UCLA um, is doing some terrific work on, on culturally uh, appropriate communications to encourage more screening in, in the Black community. But um, you know that, that is one where we've got, a, we've got a, an intervention that we know makes a difference in terms of mortality from lung cancer, which is, you know, as we know, the, the, the biggest cancer killer. Um, and yet it's not available to many of our patients. And, you know, lung cancer screening is covered under the provisions of the Affordable Care Act, 100%. Um, so it, there shouldn't be barriers to care. So this is one where, you know, I think we have a lot of opportunity, but the fix is going to be multifaceted because it is going to be about how do we educate radiologists and other physicians about the benefits of this. It is going to be how do we reach out to our patients. Frankly, there are some things that I think we could change in the benefit design to make it more accessible. And that's getting a little wonky, but you know, things like the fact that we, we are making the patients have a shared decision-making visit, that can sometimes be a barrier. It's a great idea in principle, but I think there's, there's work that our advocacy and government relations teams can do. So there's work, there's so much work to do to get that, to move that needle up to much higher than the 10% that it's at right now. It's interesting. It's not wonky at all, because I actually planned on asking you a little bit about that in a minute. So you're giving a little tease for us. That's great. Um, what are... Uh, at a time when there's so many political divisions in the country in general, and, and no doubt in radiology in particular and other uh, specialties across uh, medicine, uh, why, why, are, why are you um, driven to start this initiative along with Dr. Jackie Bello and, and others uh, who, who are helping in the effort? Um, would it be easier in some, in some sense just to focus on radiology? You mentioned this is our lane. Uh, you know, Some people would just say, well, stay in that lane, but, but how, what do you say to those people? You know, it's a great question. And, and I think that if we think about why we became physicians, obviously it's to, you know, make our population healthier, take care of people when they're sick. Um, if we think about why we became radiologists, I always say it's because we're excited about the, that inf intersection of technology and humanity. Why would we not want to bring that to all of our patients? Um, I think the other thing is, you know, we're very outcomes driven, especially in subspecialties like breast imaging. When we see an outcome gap, I think that just, you know, raises our, our hackles. We don't, we don't want our patients not to have the same outcome. So um, it, I think that this is not about politics, but it is about taking the innovations and, the, and the, the benefits that we know imaging can provide and making sure that they're available equitably to all our patients. That's an interesting approach. And uh, you've already talked a little bit about this, but, uh, you know, successful change efforts, as uh, I don't need to tell you, are bro generally broad-based. Um, so how, can you share a little bit about how you're going to be recruiting? As I understand it, you're going to start in the radiology community and work out. So if you could maybe uh, talk a little bit about uh, future plans in that respect. 
Well, Chris, you and I worked together in the early days of Imaging 3.0. So we're definitely going to pull on some of the things that we use then. And it was, there was, you know, really a sense of creating a community of people who believed in this. And I, I don't want to overstate my role in this at all, because we were, you know, the people like Lucy Spaluto, Efren Flores, Arun Krishnaraj, who leads our patient and family centered care, Johnson Lightfoot, all of the people in the Commission on Women and Diversity. We already have a vibrant community of people who care about this, who are doing, you know, who are doing excellent research and who are doing excellent work to move the needle forward. It's definitely important though, to have leadership. I, I, one of my favorite quotes, attention is the currency of leadership. So the fact that our society leaders are taking this on is very important because that when we do that at the leadership level, we start to divert resources and, and, and effort to a particular project. Um, so within radiology, uh, I think it's about bringing communities together. It's about leadership, but then it's also about telling stories of success, isn't it? And we did this so much and we still do it with Imaging 3.0. Who's making change? Who can I learn from in my organization so that I can migrate that change to, to my particular practice? So I know we'll do some of that. And But then I think the other thing we want to do as a community is we don't want to have this fully baked. We want to bring people together and think about, okay, what are the goals that we should set? What are the areas that we should focus on? So we're really hoping that we'll do that at the Inter-Society Conference this summer, where we already bring a number of societies together. That's so interesting. And I guess, you know, uh, without getting too far ahead of ourselves, uh, and I know that that effort is going to be very successful, um, What who ultimately do you see becoming members of the coalition? Is it is the sky sort of the limit with this or do you are you pinpointing uh, beyond radiology at this point? Maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves though. Well, you know, I think Dr. Bello and, and, and Becky Haynes, who obviously really are gonna be leading this in the longer term, long after my term in leadership is over, um, are, have done a tremendous amount of work uh, connecting us with the American Medical Association. And we are also well connected with the AAMC through Dr. Meltzer, Dr. Dr. Anzai and Dr. Balthazar. So, you know, obviously we are not going to do this alone as the ACR. We're not gonna do this alone in radiology. And honestly, we're not gonna do this alone as providers. We are going to have to work with industry. We're going to have to work with regulators, policymakers, and payers. Most importantly, we are absolutely gonna to have to work with patients. And I'm so proud of the way that we at the ACR have already included patients in many of our committees, that their voice is part of how we, how we innovate and how we, how we decide how to shape the profession. So their voice, and especially voices from patients in communities who have you know, been disadvantaged and where we see some of these disparities, it will be critically important for us to include those voices. Very interesting, very inclusive. Um, and back now, back to that wonky part that you've so ably foreshadowed earlier. Um, I understand, um, if I understand correctly, uh, one of your goals uh, with the coalition is to develop some sort of, um, whether or not it's radiology payment models, maybe some metrics uh, that support equitable healthcare. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, how can radiologists leverage financial incentives to drive uh, health equality, if that's a fair way of putting it? You know, I think it's it's a very good point. And, um, you know, we've been on this journey where we're trying to shift healthcare from volume to value. And the, the process of metric development, we have a robust effort at the college um, under the leadership of our Quality and Safety Commission, Dr. David Larson, and our Economics Commission, Dr. Greg McCall, and a lot of dedicated volunteers um, and staff who are working on this. But clearly, you know, you, 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 
you do what's measured, right? And so the question is, how can we how can we um, create measures that that help us achieve our goals in terms of health equity? I, I honestly, Chris, at this stage, I don't think I have a magic answer there. Um, mm. But I do know that we are going to have to think about what are the incentives that we need to align mm. to really help us achieve our goals here. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, how, I guess, uh, you know, I'll conclude by asking, how can the individual ACR, mem ACR member who might be interested, who might have heard through the grapevine this is happening, how can they get involved uh, involved in the coalition right, right from the ground floor? It's a great question. Um, we're definitely still in development. And, um, you know, I think I'd go back to the existing efforts that we have ongoing in the college. So patient and family-centered care, um, Commission on Women and Diversity, all of those are places where we're already doing work um, uh, that will definitely sort of build into the coalition's work. So um, show us up, show up, let us know who you are and uh, I'm sure we can put you to work. That's great, that's, that's a great endorsement. Uh, well, Dr. McGinty, it's been such an enlightening conversation. Um, where can, I know you're on social media pretty prolifically, but, but for those few people who don't know, uh, where can people find you online if they'd like to talk about this or, or any other issue? Sure, well, Twitter's a great place, Dr. G. McGinty. Um, I'm a little bit on LinkedIn, uh, and that's an interesting place for sort of a non-radiology community and with which we're definitely gonna have to engage. And gmcginty at acr.org, good old fashioned email. Oh, great. Well, and for our listeners, I just wanted to point out uh, if, if you all have any uh, future ideas uh, for show topics, maybe you'll want Dr. McGinty to come back and give a status report uh, in a few months, uh, please let us know on Twitter at RadiologyACR. Uh, I also invite you to check out all of our episodes, our past episodes at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and ACR's YouTube channel. And thanks to our listeners, this has been the ACR Bullet Podcast. Thank you, Dr. McGinty, and thanks to all of you. Have a great one. Yes.